This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Start of the show talking about the Jets and Zach Wilson. Really quarterback play around the NFL as well throughout the course of the first two hours of the show. But it's been mainly Zach Wilson and the Jets. I still believe in Zach Wilson based on what I've seen. Now look, who the hell knows what could happen here with Zach Wilson. But me personally, I do believe he is going to be the guy for this franchise. I was just stunned and disappointed at how quickly everybody changed from... It didn't. There wasn't even really any doubt. It was just, oh, we're going to find out if he's the guy, finding out if he's the guy, finding out if he's the guy, to boom, he's not the guy because he threw three bad interceptions in a bad loss to the Patriots at home. I get the frustration from Jeff fans, but the overreacting to that one game is, to you know, look, you want to rip him, sure, but to say that he's not the guy is a whole nother Story eight seven seven, and by the way, Robert Sala has come out and said he's going to be the quarterback this year. You shouldn't even have to have said that. We all know it. It's year two. He hasn't even played a full season yet. This is year two. What'd you think was going to happen? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Tom is in Jersey City. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I just want to talk about the Cowboys winning at NFC East because you know what? I know the Eagles are undefeated right now, but I think they're just like the most dominant team right now defensively. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, I think the Cowboys are the best. I would say right now, Niners, Cowboys, two best teams in the NFC. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the whole seven and zero. You know, I'm not sold on that because I, you know what? I know we Cowboys got a they got a a long road ahead of them because but Christmas Eve we play them again. Ooh, that's a Christmas Eve game. See, that yeah. sucks because I want to enjoy Christmas Eve and not watch football, but that's a huge game. Yes, and we need help. And I think Tennessee, they got to play Tennessee. I think Tennessee could beat them. Uh, let's see here. Philadelphia at Texans this week, Thursday yeah, night football. Right, because the Phillies and Astros are going to be, and now that the World Series got pushed back, that gets screwed up for anybody that was trying to make a trip and go see. That was supposed to be the off day for the World Series. Anyway, right. uh, then they have the Commanders, then at the Colts, then home against the Packers, home against the Titans. Uh, I mean, look, they, their schedule on paper is, is not that difficult. But, but you know what? They go three three games in a row on the road at the end. Well, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, then home against the home against the Aints, and then home against the Giants as well. They get two. Look, the Giants games, Giants games, and the Cowboy game that head to head game. Those are going to be the big ones. I mean, obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm telling you that I, I just we should have beat them the first time. We played one half of football. I agree. I mean, I want, I'm with you with the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I am a Cowboys right. believer this year, and especially now with Dak back, I believe oh. that. And, and this was the coming out party for that offense this week, and I know the defense oh, has been yeah. good. The, to me, the three best teams in the NFC right now would be the. 
uh, Niners, Cowboys, and Eagles. Those are the the top three in the uh, NFC, and I believe that the Cowboys and Niners would be ahead of the Eagles. I'm not even sold on that. Like I said, they're they're, they're like undefeated, but they didn't really they haven't beat anybody. I don't know. I'm not sold on that. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm with you, Tom, and thank you for the call, and good luck to your Cowboys, except when they play the Giants, of course. I'll be rooting for the Cowboys. I mean, look, I'm rooting for the Giants, too, especially that Thursday night, uh, the Thursday Thanksgiving game. But I'll be rooting for the Cowboys over the Eagles, that's for sure. And not for any particular reason other than I believe more in Dallas being the better team than I do Philadelphia. Philadelphia's good. I just can't believe in Nick Sirianni. I'm sorry. That's the problem. Jalen Hurts, I liked him when most people didn't when he first came up. Matter of fact, Justin Fields starting to remind me him of Jalen Hurts a little bit. The way that Hurts first started out. But I like Hurts. And they have some weapons. Brown has been an unstoppable stud. They can run the football. They play defense. They're good. I don't believe they're 7-0 dominant good. Willie's West Coast Willie is calling from Los Angeles. What's up, West Coast Willie? Sal, what's going on? West Coast Willie, how you been? I uh, I meant to, to call you a few days ago, but uh, I'm coaching high school basketball out here and things got hectic, so I'm glad I finally got you. All right. What kind of – are you defensive guy, an offensive guy? What are we looking at here? Oh, I'm defensive. Like, like when I play basketball on the court, I, I play, like, as if it's the oxygen that I need to breathe. Like, I'm, I'm like Patrick Beverly style. Now, are you able to get that through to your players? But, yeah, it's – I mean, it takes a lot of – Line drills, or also known as suicide runs. Right. Well, I mean, look, I respect the commitment to defense. That would be my style as well, West Coast Willie, so I respect it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with young players, it's hard. It's really about the motivation and the, the dedication to the program, but you got to instill that in them. That's all about the coaching, and that's actually part of what, what I want to talk about. Um, I do want to talk Jets, but mm-hmm. I was going to also just make one point about the, the DeGrom thing. I know you mentioned um, how you wouldn't mind let him, letting him go. I wouldn't mind letting him go either because what we need is hitting. We need hitters. If, if we get rid of the Grom and we don't re-sign him, even if we don't get someone as good, and it means that we're going to get two or three big, reliable hitters, I'm all in. Well, that's the point. I need to know that let's say you, well, the Mets are saying, okay, well, we want DeGrom back. Well, does that mean that they could still go get some hitters? Or is it DeGrom or the hitters? Because if that's the case, then I don't want DeGrom back. I'd rather the offense. If it's one or the other, I'd rather build the offense. Now, ideally, you'd like to bring DeGrom back and add a big bat or two. But I don't know if that's realistic or not. I guess we'll find out. Now, yeah, that's that's up to Cohen if he's willing to open up the pocketbook and and spend a little bit more. And if he's up to do that then I could definitely see us being, you know, exceeding where we were in that uh, wild card game for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope for, crossing my fingers for that. Um, but on to the, the Jets, you got, you got to be fair um, to Zach because if you look at the other guys drafted in that class, you know, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, are any of those guys like killing it, crushing it really? Like none of them are really – doing amazing they're doing decent maybe mac jones is doing decent out of all of them but i really think it's the coaching because he's elusive he's entertaining to watch he's exciting but the the coaches really need to be guiding him as far as you know they're calling him out for all these things how he's throwing interceptions he's throwing the ball away he's not he's not uh accurate they're the ones that are supposed to be pointing him in the right direction. And if he's not growing, it's because they're doing a bad job of mentoring him. Well, not necessarily. I think that that is the case or can be the case here, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, if they're not getting through to the player, then that could also be on the player to a certain extent. Now I'm with you. I want to see, see, here's the issue. West Coast Willie. We don't know. If it were Kyle Shanahan, if it were Andy Reid, not to lump all these guys in together, I'm just going off the top of my head with experienced guys. If it were Andy Reid, if it were Bill Belichick, you would know 
he's getting the best coaching possible. He's being put in a position to succeed. I don't know that with Robert Sala and LaFleur. So that is another question as well. But when you look at, I mean, look, Trey Lance is out. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been any good. So, I mean, to mention, you know, you mentioned Justin Fields. Justin Fields now starting to look like he's uh, coming on a little bit and, you know, showing some signs. Not that I would have taken him because I would not have at that particular point. You know, Mac Jones, nothing great with him. Uh, it's, it's, look, it's year two. I mean, it's year two for these guys that Wilson hasn't even played a full year. It's too early. It's too early. And the other, the other variable, too, right, is the wide receiver is getting open. Like, if he's scrambling and he's being elusive, he's trying to get out of the pocket and he's looking for guys. Like, you see Patrick Mahomes do this all the time. You know, th- those people like Juju and McCall Hardman, uh, Sky Moore, you know, whoever's out there. Travis Kelsey, they have to find a way to get open because they see him scrambling. The Jets have a lot of young players like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, all these guys. They're, they're, they're brand new to the league, so they're not going to be as efficient in, in trying to get open while he's scrambling as, as some of those other veteran guys on those other teams. So I think that's another variable working against him too. And in that last game, it looked like he was running for his life on every single play. So how good is this O-line? Are they really giving him the time that he needs in the pocket? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think they're giving him the time. Well, so he, I think we, he, here's the thing, though. Forget about all that because we heard the same thing with Daniel Jones that I was saying. I don't want to hear about the offensive line. I don't want to hear about the weapons around him. You can evaluate a quarterback without all that. And we watched Zach Wilson make three terrible decisions where there's really just no need for it. Either throw the football away, throw it with some purpose, you can't just float it up there for grabs. And he did it three different times, and that's unacceptable. And then even worse was him after the game saying it's frustrating to throw the ball away. What? Yeah, it's frustrating <laughs> to punt as well, but you got to do it. That's part of the game. It's frustrating watching him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really right? frustrating watching him. I, you know, I, I just want to, like, slam some, someone through my table just watching him. Just, just to, uh, Well, you don't want to resort to violence, West Coast Willie. <laughs> throw, you could throw something through the table, maybe not someone through the table. Yeah, I feel like doing Doodley Brothers. Yeah, right. yeah, West Coast Willie, get the table. And thank you for the call, West Coast Willie. We appreciate you checking. And good to hear from you. I feel like it's baseball season again, but it's not. Next week, I'm hoping we get some hot stove action picking up a little bit. This is like the dead time for baseball. Mets have been out for a month. Yanks just got ousted last week. There's nothing doing on either front with those two teams because we're waiting for the World Series to be over so free agency can begin. And I guess you get the GM meetings next week, so that's probably good for some kind of juice and speculation. There's another Black Panther movie coming out? I just saw the commercial. Wakanda Forever, that's the second one? Yeah, it's the sequel. Are you into that, please? I was. I love the first one. Oh, yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm into all the Marvel movies. I still remember uh, Tony and I being hyped for the first one, and I saw it the first night, Friday night, and, he, you know, texting Tony. We were so excited for it, telling because he was seeing it Saturday. Uh, you know, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And texting me back Saturday night, you know, about how amazing it was, and then that was, like, all we talked about for the next week when we were at work. Now, what do they do? I was not aware that this was coming out. I love the first one. Obviously, the actor, Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman. He passed away. So what are we doing here? It's a different actor is playing Black Panther? No, they didn't recast the role within the movie. uh, The character dies. Oh, crap. So So, that's like we we knew that or? Oh, yeah. We know it's it's. Uh, very clear in the trailers, they announced that that's how they were going to handle it rather than recasting the role. And a lot of it supposedly is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And then does somebody take over? the? I'm assuming there's got to be a lead character. He was the character in the show, in the movie. Uh, The belief is that somebody will at some point uh, don the suit and become the Black Panther. Okay. But yeah, I'm in it. So that comes out November, or did I, did, uh, comes out. What's today's now November first? Not this Friday. Comes November. out next Friday. Oh man. Yeah, I'm into that. Maybe that'll be a movie I finally get back to the theaters and go see with my wife. We saw the first one, and what did it come out like? 2019. Uh, February 2018. Oh, jeez, that long ago? February of 2018. Now well, that you remember, it. we had uh, kind of a, a pandemic in between. Yeah, I know. Th- these movie years making are just slow down. 
I, I, I firmly believe the pandemic turned my brain into mush. And just as far as remembering years and the time frame and everything got messed up. But now that you say, yeah, because I remember going to see that with my wife in New Jersey when we were living in our apartment in Jersey at the time. My man, that is a long time ago. And I'm assuming that maybe the the passing of Chadwick led to maybe the delay here. I mean, usually it's not five years. What is it, six years? Oh, wait. uh, four. I'm Uh, sorry, four years? A little under five. Yeah, I'm sure they had to figure out. Whatever Ryan Coogler, who directed both movies and worked on writing that, I'm sure he had to. Whatever plan he had in mind had to change it when Chadwick passed. And that was, I remember what that night that was. That was the night that Ahmed Rosario hit the walk-off home run in Yankee Stadium. During the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, with nobody there. I remember yeah. watching that game and being, oh, excited. Ahmed hit the home run and then hearing that news. And, just and we didn't, like, because we didn't know what? about it. Right, we didn't know he was sick. He kept that secret. Ah, terrible. What a great actor. I'll be into that movie, though. November, I got to mark that down. and add it to the list of other stuff to do now here. November, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, the, the holidays are upon us. I mean, my weekend's are already booked up here. Uh, I think Eric and Ron Conklin starts listening maybe later on in the show. He's going to be so upset that he missed this. I know. And I'll get a text from him tomorrow. Oh, I can't believe we talked about We're that. We're going to have to tell him, rewind to like, you know, 214, <laughs> 215. Uh, that, right. So it is November 11th, that Friday. Uh, I'm trying to think. What time I already I- have my tickets for Thursday afternoon, so I'll come in that night and tell you how it was. Oh, so that is next week. I bet you right, it's probably going to be sold out on the Friday, right? Probably going to be tough. Although, because of the hours you work, you might be able to grab an afternoon ticket. I actually have to take off that day. As a matter of fact, I didn't uh, send the text yet because I have a charity event the night before. So I was going to send an email today. And now, of course, th- thankfully nobody's listening. But if they were, they'd be like, oh, he's taking off to go see Black Panther? Yeah, come on. It's football Friday. I was already getting crap for taking off to go see the Sandman, which I do again and again and again. What are you kidding me? That's once in a lifetime, the Sandman. Weeping away at the Farley song. Daniel is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Daniel? Hey, what's going on, Todd? The evening gone. Uh, not Good bad. Morning. Yeah, not bad. How are you, Daniel? <laughs> it's, I'm great. It's funny you mentioned the Black Panther thing because I happen to be, I'm like so excited to go see it. And yeah, that whole like long wait with COVID, like I don't remember years like now. It just got so, were you in school? Were you at work? What was right. happening? Everyone was running around, masks, no masks. Right, everything was kind of home for months, doing nothing, and then all of a sudden yeah. started to go back. So, yeah, but it was weird. I just looked up and saw a commercial for it, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that." And then I remember loving the first one, and I kind of got lost in these Marvel movies, as you know. There's a nine billion of them out there. Yeah, yeah, like twenty three mm. from the first universe, and then twenty, whatever. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm planning on going seeing that with my girlfriend when it comes out. I'm super excited. I feel so bad about the whole Chadwick Boseman thing. That's sad. What an incredible actor. But anyway, just a quick thing, just two two quick things, Jets and Yankees. So obviously everyone's trashing Zach Wilson. I'm a diehard Jets fan my whole life. Um, It's not Zach Wilson's fault. It's um, I'm putting this one on the Jets. I mean, obviously those are boneheaded mistakes, rookie mistakes. But at the end of the day, they're not going to develop a quarterback. They tried with Mark Sanchez. They tried with Sam Darnold. These guys end up in ESPN reporting the news. That's where they end up. They need to go and get that guy. They need to go get, like, the Bucks got Brady. They need to go get, like, the Rams got Stafford. They need to go get someone who's going to win us the Super Bowl. They need to go get Lamar Jackson. He's a free agent next year. Go and get him. I'm not, I don't want to wait three, four years till this guy's good. And we're going to lose half of our best defensive players to contract disputes. I watch it over and over again. They go over to the Giants with Richardson and Williams, and 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 Adams wants out, and this one, and you know what I mean. Well, I, just, I, I know, but I don't I'm think not, the Jets are there yet. They have some weapons. They have some promise. I mean, are you sold that the coach is the guy? No. <laughs> All right. So, right. So, what are you going to do? Fire the coach? Fire the quarterback? No, but, I mean, no, but 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 they've been yeah, they've been bouncing around coaches and management, and it's 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 I don't know what's going on over there. It's like we have Steve Nash sitting on the sidelines. I mean, at least Salah has a lot of passion with his with every agreed on the sidelines. He's fired up on every play. It's it's, it's amazing. Finally, yeah, I you know. know I, I love his passion. I love his but passion and guys, his bald head. He's familiar. These guys, we can never throw the ball downfield. It's always a ground-and-pound defensive game, and it's 16-13. When are we going to be that team like the Bills to score 37 points? When are we going to be that team? I, Next year. I want to be. Next year. 
Oh, I believe in it. I believe in Zach Wilson. They got to open the offense up, let him learn, let him take some growing pains, take the lumps this no, year. He, I, I, like I said, I didn't want to say one bad thing about him. I think he's extremely talented. He's going through the growing pains. He's getting drafted to the Jets out of BYU. Like, what do you think it was going to be, a breeze? Right. Right, for a guy who, by the way, hasn't played all full season yet. Now, you could blame right. him for not being healthy, but injured. it's just the facts. Well, he's out sleeping with his friends, whatever. His mom, yeah, well, so, I, don't know. I don't know about all that. Okay, but... don't, don't hang up on me because I said that. No, 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 not yet. But it's, but, but, yeah, but the hang, well, you started it. I mean, you had to go in that direction. Here's the thing. I believe Zach Wilson can be the leader of a prolific offense. Now I'm saying that well, he based, does have the confidence. Yeah, I, I like the confidence. He's got the confidence. He's got the big arm. He's got the mobility and the escapability. He's just got to get smarter. And I don't think it's him not being able to read yeah, defenses. Like you said, that comes with time. Correct. I, I think it's more. To, to hear him say it's frustrating throwing the ball away. Yes, you're exactly right. That's why you need somebody like Bill Parcells. threw the ball away to the other team. All right, you can't do, do that. Throw it that? out of bounds. That's something that if I did that in seventh grade in high school, I wouldn't be or I wouldn't be able to come back to school the next day. Right. I threw the ball out of bounds to the other team. It's unacceptable, but he's got to know that. That's why you need somebody like Parcells yanking him off the off the field, getting in his face, saying, "What the hell are you doing? Like Wake Brian up!" Dable. Like Brian, Dable. correct? Like get Brian in, Dable, right? Get, get in your face, kind of guy, right? Okay. And I'm not saying like that that's said, always the answer. No, hundred percent. But what in this did particular you think case, about the call on Sunday, he's got to be held accountable. Which call? The roughing the passer call. What other call could I possibly thought well, the one that turned the game around? And totally lost our, all our momentum from one deflating. Part. You know, I thought you were talking about the guy who called me and cursed me out at two in the morning. But no, I was talking about you oh, talking you about talking the John. about Jimmy. Yeah, well, uh, exactly. Jimmy, Jimmy exactly. doesn't know what he's talking about. Exactly. I, what kind of what, this, he just called as a Miami Dolphins fan whose team stinks, and he's complaining about our quarterback because his quarterback had a what a couple of good weeks. Oh, Who here was we on go. The bench last year. Yeah, no. Well, look, two has okay. been much. You hope that uh, you hope Daniel, and I thank will. you for the call, and I do appreciate you checking in. Good stuff. You hope that Zach Wilson could take the steps that Tua has taken this year. You better hope that that's the case. Now, I think it's possible, but you better hope that that's the case. Anyway, what did I think about the call? I think that it is. I think it was the right call. Let's start with that, but the wrong rule it was a to me obvious penalty in today's nfl should it be a penalty i don't believe it should be but based on the rules in today's nfl i think it is a penalty and it cost them the game a 17-3 i mean with the jets defense up 17-3 against mac jones i mean it's not tom brady back there with the patriots I think that game would have been a wrap. And it's unfortunate because the Jets keep doing the same dumb crap. He's got to know. He's got to know that that's a penalty. You saw it. You talk about it's the same thing with Zach Wilson not having the discipline to want to throw the ball away. And it's frustrating. Well, yeah, it's frustrating to be able to get that close to the quarterback and not be able to hit him. I'm sure that's what Franklin Myers is thinking. You can't do it. Discipline. The Jets don't have discipline. Whether it's Zach Wilson learning to live to play another down, whether it's Jonathan Franklin Myers not being able to pull up and not level the quarterback after clearly he released the ball. It's killer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call, whatever you want to discuss. In the world of sports, I mean, preferably New York sports, but I'll talk whatever sports you like here. We're going to 5 a.m. to the warm-up show with Al and Jerry on this Tuesday morning. We're headed down the home stretch in football and hoops. Well, we're not really the home stretch yet in football, are we? Are we really that? I mean, we're halfway home. Anyway, we're headed down the home stretch in football and hoops and hockey are both underway. Wager on all of it and more right now. With Superbook Sports. Sal Akata here for the best wagering app around. Superbook is dedicated team of odds makers in Las Vegas and now has a $1,000 first bet bonus when the sports world is busy. Get busy winning money. Download the Superbook Sports app in New Jersey or visit Superbook.com and start placing your bets now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Paul is in Hartford, Connecticut. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Sal. What's up, man? How are you, Paul? Hey, good. Hey, listen. I usually call only about the Mets. So let me just say one thing why I decided to call tonight, because I'm going to say one thing. All these guys who call up right off the bat on your show, and they want to talk this nonsense, this and that. You know what? There's a lot of people who listen to your show who appreciate what you do and your insight in sports talk. And you know what? That's a bunch of nonsense. So don't. I know you get fired up and everything else, but that's a bunch of crap. Don't even feed into that. You're, you're right. Are, first of all, you know me, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let me just say, first of all, I appreciate that because even just during a break, like a lot of this stuff, like I don't need this aggravation. I don't want it in my life. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. And, I just want to come here. See, this is how it started. I grew up a diehard sports fan. I discovered Mike and the Mad Dog and WFAN, and I fell in love. Then I would listen and call them when I had something that I needed to get off my chest to a point where I realized that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to have my sports opinion matter. Right or wrong, it's what I wanted my whole life. And I never wanted the attention or the bull crap. I never thought about it. Social media wasn't a thing back then, whatever. I mean, negative calls, whatever. But disagreeing about the sports topic is one thing. To hear the hate, it's it's honestly, it's it's, it's annoying. I, I just don't need it. And then they make hey, listen, me, man, you, you're right, Paul, I need to. It's 2.30 on Tuesday. Yeah. Right? It's 2.30 on Tuesday. I'm in my own basement, in my own <laughs> house up here. I'm pretty successful myself. Right. I can't. I got a job. I think I'm pretty much your age, similar right. kids' age. My kids upstairs. You know what? I can't sleep. But you know what? I love sports, and I'm up all night. Right. So you know what? I love listening to this. I went back off and on on midnight, and I went back to the days of Beningo, and I've been in and out of midnight. So you know what? I appreciate this. Well, and and I, you know and I and I'm gonna I'll let you get into your point. I just want to like. I don't. I got. You. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who listens, and I appreciate everybody who calls. I love doing the show. I just want to talk sports. Yeah. I don't like. I think some people yeah. think it's so funny. We don't. They, I think the true guys who listen to you, Sal, they don't care about these nonsense. Well, me neither. Guys. But I don't like. Yeah, like I don't want to yell at people or get into it with people I on know. a personal level. But when hey, you listen, call I'm, I'm and disrespect, too, so I can yeah, do it well, like. And I feel myself doing it. Well, there and you that's go. why I felt compelled to call you. Well, I appreciate because it. Right? Somebody calls and thing. starts disrespecting me on my show the same way you would if in, in your walk of life or your show, whatever, you'd say the same yeah. thing. So I just want you to know and people to understand that it's making money. Yeah, I'm not coming from a place of I love call, fighting with people. I hate it. And sometimes I feel guilty <laughs> afterward, but they get sometimes yeah. what they deserve. Anyway, sorry and for I'm that. Not Two thirty in the morning because I'm in my parents' basement with nothing else to do either. I can't sleep. I appreciate the show, and I'm glad you guys do. I even even when Sleeks was talking about the draft, I was there with my wife at my buddy. Uh, I played baseball with in college down in Jersey that night. They drafted Geno Smith, and I could see what he's saying. And it's like it's just things like that. I'm like, oh my god, what's this? We're out to dinner the night before his wedding. I'm like, they drafted Geno Smith. What is going on here? It's just little <laughs> things like that. You know what I mean? Right. That aggravated. One other thing when West Coast Willie called. 
he would get a kick out of this. I could see him with his defense. He's probably starting all Wojciechowski's on defense, slapping the floor, you know, if he brings <laughs> that Mets, Mets enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, West Coast Willie. Got to send some vids of us uh, of him coaching up his uh, team to us. Yeah, because I, I, I always call you about the Mets, man, and me and him were pretty optimistic about the Mets this year. Uh, as was I. That. I mean, I think a lot of us were. You know, Paul. I mean, we're optimistic mm. until the last week of the season went up in flames, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I drank the Kool-Aid for the first time as a Mets fan. I'm usually pretty pessimistic, but what no, are you going to do? You know? No, you're usually realistic. I know, I know. Realistic, not pessimistic. There's usually reason to be pessimistic. That's based on reality. And in this particular case, they were good, Paul. And thank you for the call. Anything else you wanted to get to or you're done? Uh, a couple things. Just oh. two, two quick things. Okay. One thing about the Jacks, and I always call it just about the Mets, but let me just throw one thing about the uh, Jacks. The one thing is, I'll tell you, with Wilson, you know, if Sal wants to take receipts and everything else, he might as well just start right now in that room, in that offensive room, with Wilson. Because if he checks down and starts playing well and doesn't turn the ball over, which is not too late, they win that game Sunday against the Patriots. And like I said, I've told you before, I call in a lot about the Mets, nothing else. You know what? That's a game they win, and it's not too late for them to win with him. They, he's just got to take receipts with Wilson because if he's the guy who can win them games, it's just they have to get him in the right direction and not give up too early. Enough with seeing ghosts and all this stuff. Get him in the right direction and not throwing erratically on the run and just learning to to manage the game. And the Jets will win these games like they would have Sunday, so it's not too late. But I got one Mets question for you. Go what do you think they're going to do with the DH next year? Uh, I would say that it's going to be a spot, and thank you for the call, Paul, and for the kind words. I appreciate it, and you gave me going on a tangent there, but whatever. I do appreciate the kind words. I would say the Mets are going to keep the DH spot a like, – they're not going to get one guy to be the DH. I think they're going to keep it a flexible spot, but you're going to see a lot of Francisco Alvarez there. Remember, you can you, – you, even if you have a – the highest payroll in the league, which I expect the Mets will, you cannot have guys making 30, 40, whatever million a year at every position. And DH should be an easy one with Francisco Alvarez next year because he's not going to be catching every day at the big league level. Assuming that they want to expedite the process and get his bat up there, whether it's to start the year or you know, midway through the year or whatever it may be, he should be a guy, Alvarez, that should catch once or twice a week and DH the other times. I think that's probably his future anyway. Now, to do that, you're going to have to have a legitimate catcher in front of him. Who's gonna, who's that going to be? I don't know. It's not James McCann. I know that. Is it going to be Tomas Nito? Is that good enough? I don't know. But I would bet that Alvarez... If you had to ask me right now who gets the bulk of it bats for the Mets in the DH spot next year, I would say that it's Francisco Alvarez. But, again, it could be a spot where, look, maybe you have Alonzo DH one day and have Alvarez catch. Or you have, you know, you just use that spot to free up some guys, get them a day off their feet. Get them out of the field for a day. Right now, as much as an issue it was this year, right now the DH is not even a thought process for me. They need to get some legitimate everyday players. Starting with re-signing their own, potentially. Gary's calling from Mayapak. What's up, Gary? Hey, Sal. What's going on? Good morning, hey, Gary. How are you? Listen, I think that quote that Wilson made was taken out of context about throwing the ball away. I think he said right after that that it bothers him that the defense has always been put back on the field so quickly because they can't continue these drives. And yesterday was super frustrating in the first half, but they they couldn't stop a third down. And these weren't like third and twos, third and threes. They were third and tens and greater, like six in a row at the Patriots uh, turn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he said. It's not that he didn't you know, want to throw the ball away because if you look at the last four quarterbacks that the Jets drafted, all hard picks, uh, Sam, Gino, Sanchez, and Wilson, in their first 18 games, Wilson only has 16 interceptions besides those other guys being in the mid-20s. 
Well, I mean, well, look, I, you could go back and look at the numbers. That's actually a, a good stat, Gary, that you bring up. So we appreciate you bringing that number to the table, bring some perspective on it. It's way too early to be calling. And all those names that you mentioned, I think Wilson is by far the highest ceiling of those. And I think he's better than any of those guys. Sanchez was good at winning football games and clutch in the postseason, making the occasional big throw to win a game that he had to or put a game away. But that team was obviously led by the defense and being able to run the football. Geno Smith, I thought, was terrible. I still don't think Geno Smith is very good. But it is nice to see him having a successful season with Seattle. And Sam Darnold was just flat out no good. I mean, he proved that with the Jets. And he proved that again with the Panthers. I think Zach Wilson is a player. And I felt strongly about Zach Wilson. I still do feel strongly about Zach Wilson being the guy way more than I ever did with the other guys. You you see, the other thing is, his offensive line stinks. This is not a good offensive line. You know, yesterday, he only was sacked twice. Twice. Anybody else, without his, you know, rushing, not rushing capability. Escapability, you know, yeah. The escapability but, and mobility. They would have been sacked maybe 10 times in that game. I can't imagine Flacco being back there. And and he doesn't get enough credit for that. And you know what? The Jets, when they come out the first drive, and this is a lot on, on coaching, how many times first drive it's three and out with this team? That's the drive that you got all week to prepare for. They should be able to, to do something where it's not just a three and out. And it seems they don't have any play scripted for Wilson, he's well, a tremendous runner. I wouldn't, a- I wouldn't say that, Gary. And I don't want him design runs either. I think the most dangerous a running quarterback can be is on third down and long, broken plays on third down. That's where you're going to see a quarterback make a big difference with his legs. I don't want to put him in harm's way and get him hurt where a guy who's already been hurt twice in two years in his two years in the NFL. And look, you want to see him rolling out more to the right, and I think that they're going to be doing that. Remember, they lost Vera Tucker, and they lost Brees Hall. Those are two major losses for this team on the offensive side of the football. And we lost Beckton, too. Another Mm -hmm. first-round threat pick on the offensive line. Yesterday, third down, third down rushing uh, first downs, one. That's all we had, rushing first downs, one. That You can't have that. And they had 15 first downs on passing. You cannot be that unbalanced, especially, you know, with a young quarterback and, and a Belichick. Belichick, i tell you the truth, when he went to the hurry up, he destroyed rotating 11 defensive linemen in the game. That really hurt us. And and I think the Jet defense is a little overrated, to be quite honest with you. I agree with I, you. I, now, I think it's good, but like I was saying earlier in the show, this is not the 85 Bears. It's not even the 2009 or 2010 Jets. So it's... you got to get, get off the field, Sal. You cannot allow these third... Like I said, these weren't third and shorts. These were third and one. Well, and how about the stupid penalty that changed the game? I mean, there are a lot of instances. This is... Look, it's the clear strength of the team, and it's a good defense... But people are making it sound like it's a great defense that is going to carry this team you know, deep into the postseason, and if only they had a quarterback that could get them to the Super Bowl. That is not the case. Their defense isn't there yet. It might be there one day. I mean, maybe it continues to improve here. And I do love Sauce Gardner. I do love the way the corners and the secondary overall have played. But I feel like... And look, they've had, you know, Williams been a stud, Quinn Williams been a stud. They do have playmakers on that defense. It's not there yet, though, to be the dominant defense in a league. But you can't, right. I agree with you, but you, you can't give up on this kid this early. We've done it too many times. This is only in the last five years, all these names we're talking about. Sanchez and Gino go back a little, a right. little more than that, maybe 10 years. But you can't be drafting guys, top five picks. Gino was, you know, almost the first round. I think he was like, you know, second high second. Yeah. You, you can't be, you can't be doing this. So I know you like Atlanta, but if if it wasn't for the Falcons, it, it sounds like you're a Jet fan. Well, right true? now, right now, I like both the Jets. I mean, I root for both the Jets and the Giants. Being in New York, talking about both these teams, and as always, thank you for the call, Gary. Appreciate checking in. I, I, I mean, I'll take you through my. Life as a football fan, I initially started with the Giants when I was younger. And, you know, when they had Parcells there, coming off the first Super Bowl win, or not the first, but the first one that I remember, um, in 1990. You know, the, the, the Norton, 
the Scott Norwood game wide right. So maybe leading up to that and then coming out of that for a year or so, I was a Giants fan. And then it changed in junior high when I started to like Deion Sanders and got the starter jacket and the jersey. And it kind of, you know, it kind of became my identity. And I just became a Falcons fan. I mean, it was, I don't know, I was a stupid kid. With My father wasn't a sports fan. My grandfather wasn't really into uh, the NFL the way that he was baseball. So it wasn't like I had any family history or direction. And I just kind of took a liking to the Falcons and stuck with it. And then in 98, or what was it when Parcells, when did Parcells comes back? 96, 97, whenever Parcells, after Kotite in 90, what year was that? It was 98, right? His first year? Or was he here the year before that? Anyway, when Parcells came over, and I'm getting it all mixed up here with Kotite, thinking it was 96, but was that 95? And Pete Carroll, I know, was in there somewhere. I remember uh, having that. Anyway, when Parcells came back, and it was one of the books that I, first books that I ever read, Parcells, after he left, talking about his final season. Meanwhile, it wasn't his final season with the Jets. But when Parcells went to the Jets, I was always a Parcells guy. When Parcells came to the Jets, I started taking a liking to them. And... I don't know, I've kind of been partial to them, maybe because they're AFC and the Giants were NFC, so a little different with the Falcons. Kotite was 95-96, right, Parcells 97, of course, because then 98 was the big year where they could have, or they went to the AFC Championship, I was going to say where they could have went to the Super Bowl that year. But, yeah, I was kind of partial to the Jets, but I'm don't. i not a Jets fan. I've liked Mangini over the years, you know, Rex Ryan, even Bowles. I like him now. I'm rooting for them. I'm not necessarily a Jets fan or a Giants fan, but I like Brian Dable as well. Either way, I just feel like it's good for me to be rooting for both those teams, being that I have to watch them every week. I bet they're overs for the season. I want to have the perspective of being a Jets and Giants fan. And it's good when they're both good. So, yeah, of course, I'm rooting for both of them. Imagine if they were being what they've been the last you know several years and out of it right now. What the hell would we be talking about? Well, we'd probably be saying Fire Sala and Bench Wilson, but we're already saying that anyway. But I'm rooting for them to be good because it's fun having good sports teams in New York. Something we haven't had too often in recent years. Be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call. Been talking a lot of Zach Wilson this morning. And, you know, me personally, I think he's the guy. Some fans don't think he's the guy. That's been the conversation as of now. And I can't wait to see him try to respond. Whether we think the Jets are going to win or not um, against the Bills this weekend, it's going to be fun to see if Zach Wilson can go out there and respond to all this adversity and the negativity that's surrounding him here. And there's going to be a ton of pressure on him. After last week, there's no way around it. I mean, the pressure is going to be on him. Not only this week, but coming out of the bye week, or really going into the bye week, and then coming out of the bye week against New England. These next two games are huge. Not just for the Jets this year. More importantly, for... The development of Zach Wilson. I mean, he's got to be able to show that he could bounce back here, and I think he will. He's got to be able to show that he could bounce back here and be that guy and silence the crowd as opposed to letting it snowball and go out there and have another bad game and throw some bad picks and the Jets get smoked by the Bills. I have a feeling, what are they, 13-point dogs, something like that? I have a feeling Jets going to play well this week. Now, it's only Tuesday. Give me some time here to formulate a pick potentially and discuss it. I know we don't really do the picks anymore. But I just feel like everybody's going to think, oh, Buffalo, just like they did with uh, the Packers, oh, Buffalo's going to blow them out and smoke everybody. I don't know. Now, I don't love LaFleur. I don't love Salah. I hate the idea that there's no Brees Hall and Vera Tucker. But still, I think Zach Wilson, at the very least, will have a bounce-back game. Chris is in Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. How you 
Yo, what's going on? What's up, Chris? How are you? Doing good. Um, quickly before I get to, to Zach Wilson. So, yeah, I watched that 100% Fresh. Not the whole thing. I, I just watched the clip of the uh, the Farley song. I know. I never I never seen it. But uh, I can imagine how that was probably in person. Because I was getting a little emotional just just watching that. Just right? Like the, uh, I know. It was crazy. It, it seems like in person that would, that would be good. Because I, I loved Chris Farley back in the days, man. I'm, and I'm thinking now, I'm like, yo, he died so early, man. Imagine just all the all the movies he would have done. Even with you know all the things that you know Adam Sandler does with you know how much uh, David Spade's involved in all his movies, you mm-hmm. know even his new ones and all yeah, that. Well, stuff. that's what he said at the in the end of the song. Phil, wish yeah. we were on a plane filming, uh, going to film Grown Ups Three. You're right. I mean, you know, oh. look, uh, Chris Farley obviously had some demons, and it, you know it's yeah. sad, and he wanted to be like his idols, Belushi and and John Candy, and that's exactly what happened. But yeah, I mean, we missed out on. Many, many years of entertainment by Farley. We'll always have Tommy Boy. And you know, for me personally, I love even um, Black Sheep or Beverly Black Hills. Sheep, I, yeah. I love that one, yeah. Uh, not Beverly Hills. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. I was going to say Beverly Hills. Yeah, Beverly Hills I Ninja. that one. Chris Rock. That yeah. was the one, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris Rock, right. Uh, yeah, those, those come on. I, you know, I just I just leave them on. I'm at, like, sitting in my bed, and they just come on. I just I always turn on. I just leave them on. Cause, Agreed. You know, they're just such good movies, classics. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, um, before I get to Zach Wilson, like, I want to talk about numbers. Like, look at last week. You know I'm not uh, a Daniel Jones guy. and I'll, You know, yeah, I'll come, I'll come after him left and right. But even last week, they were saying, look, this guy was the NFC player of the week because of whatever numbers. And then I have to go on social media. I don't know why I read comments on when they post things like that. And I'm reading people, like, comparing him to Steve Young last oh, week. God. I'm like, you guys are insane, man. Like, the one thing that he's learned with this coaches staff is just don't throw the football, don't 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 tur- limit those turnovers. Even like last week, they stripped him again, and I, he sat on that ball so quickly because he was so scared to lose that that fumble <laughs> because he's so nervous to, to throw an interception or or fumble the ball. Like with with, with, actually with Daniel Jones, he's, he's he's he seems like he just wants to run first, throw second. And what they did last week, with which a team is going to do, is they're going to stop him from running and force him to throw. And look what happened. They throw for, you know, they, they score 13 points. He has no touchdown. Then he throws, throws for under 200 yards. When that guy, and you stop him from running, and Saquon's not going to run good, they're not going to win football games. Well, the, the key, good. the key, I tend to agree with you, Chris, but the key is going to be can they stop Saquon Barkley? When you find yeah. the team like Seattle, that can stop Saquon Barkley, then the Giants are going to be in some trouble. They have to figure out how Daniel Jones is going to be able to win games through the air. Because not only did they stop Saquon Barkley, they did not allow Daniel Jones to beat them with his legs either. And the Giants so far, and Daniel Jones have not, I mean, they haven't had to, but they have not proven that they could win a game like that. Yeah, but then, then yeah, even that comment, when people like, extend him now because, at the end of the season, his price to go up. Oh, Give him God. three years, eighty-five million. I was like, "Are you guys insane? I'm not giving this guy thirty million dollars a year. If they want to send him for three years and give him ten million a year, fifteen million a year, fine. But you know what? Once you sign him for three more years, that's your quarterback because they're not going to pay this guy to sit on the bench and try to move on at that point. Maybe they'll draft somebody, but that's going to be your quarterback for the next couple of years. But enough of Daniel Jones because, like I said, I don't think he's good. They're coaching him up right now, and they're possibly going to win the next two games, be eight and two. And this is like I told you a couple weeks ago; it's probably be the worst thing for them to win eleven games because now they're going to be forced to have to sign this guy, and who knows what's going to happen. But as far as Zach Wilson, I love this kid. He made horrible mistakes, but one thing I want to see him this week is with the Bills. I don't expect to win. I don't know how even close it's going to be. I want to make sure he's not making those mistakes. If it's third down, you don't see none down the field. You can't run it. Throw the ball away. Rely on your defense to get the ball back to you and live another day. You don't, you know, he's young. He's going to, he's going to learn all these people on this radio station. Not, you know, not just the fans, the, 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 a lot of the hosts that are passing Jets fans are just losing their mind. Like my wife's like, the Jets went there. He said, no. I said, when the last time they won? I said, 1968. She said, <laughs> 68. She said, is that like the Rihanna song? Like the 68 Jets? Yeah. Said, yes. That's how long it is. She's like, what, what, you know, in the 30s, she's like, Wow, that's crazy. I said, yeah, because they haven't won it so long. They, it, let's, we're seeing progress. They already won five games. I think this is what they were expecting to win. And I see the schedule. I see like four games they could probably win. And then if they do that, you won nine games a year. You overachieved. Let the kid learn. So then he, give him time. You have 
four years of Daniel Jones, and he's finally learning not to turn over. This kid played a half a season last year, and he just and he, he had Flacco playing the first three weeks. Let the kid – he has to play – you have Mike White coming up, uh, sitting there. I don't want to see Mike White. He sucks. He's no, worse, people – <laughs> Now you're ripping Mike White. Mike wow, White. Collateral damage. Last year it was Mike White. I fell – I was on the, the – Poor the, Mike White. What did Mike he White do? The bandwagon last year. I was doing the same thing. Everybody else, like, like Geo. You know, we got to see Mike White. And then you saw that one game, and he just got killed. And it's like, this guy does suck. The, the bottom line <laughs> – man, Chris is even harsher than I am. And thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate you checking in, as always. The bottom line, they need Zach Wilson to be able to get to that next level. You saw it happen with the Bills. And not saying that that's going to be the formula for the Jets or for everybody. Obviously, that is a rarity to see it happen the way that it did. But it did happen with Josh Allen. And it could happen with Zach Wilson. Maybe not to that level, but it could get, could get close. And I do feel like people got ahead of themselves. And are ahead of themselves with, oh my God, the Jets actually won a few games. This is going to be a playoff team now. Oh, we can't we can't get there with Wilson. Let's go back to Joe Flacco. I mean, think about what we're talking about. People calling up, talking about going back to Joe Flacco to save this season. Are you out of your freaking minds? It's not about this year. They could try to win now, but it's more about the development of Zach Wilson for the future. So that next year, they are ready to be a legitimate playoff team with a chance to be a top five team, top three team in the AFC. That's the goal. It's not just to get into the playoffs this year. For what? It'd be nice. The goal is to go win a Super Bowl. By the way, I didn't even realize until just now, 68 with the Jets, 86 with the Mets, you know, the Mets, Jets, ETS teams. We got to get off those numbers somehow. Bad luck. The eights and sixes was the what the ets is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 